sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas or topics for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do that is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic, as in Sioux Falls Catholic, sfcatholic. Catholic.org. I'm joined on the phone today by Cameo Anders. Hi, Cameo. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's it's great to have you back. Cameo's been on the show before, and today, we, Cameo are going to be talking about a Catholic who you should know, a Catholic man or woman who you should know, and I don't know which it is. That's why I said man or woman, because um, Cameo, I always like, Cameo always wants me to to give her in advance exactly what we're talking about, so she turns the tables on, and I'm allowing her. Listen, I'm the host, right? So, But I'm, I'm letting her do that, so I am going to be in the same boat as you, dear listeners, finding out momentarily who this Catholic is that we should know. And I'm going to be able to ask Cameo, who is this person? What do we tell us about him or her and why we should care? So um, this is this is a first time on Ignition where I literally have no idea what we're going to talk about. Um, so stay tuned for the ride. If you've never listened to the show before, again, my name is Chris Bergwald. I'm the director of adult discipleship and evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. But in the role since 2002. By the way, Sioux Falls, the Diocese of Sioux Falls is basically the eastern half of South Dakota if you're listening um, outside of the immediate region of South Dakota. Uh, the eastern half of South Dakota, the Diocese of Sioux Falls, been in that role with the diocese since 2002, been in the role of husband uh, to Germain since 1999, so 21 years at this point. And she's from Ohio. I am from central Minnesota originally, but both of uh, our kids are born and raised, all five of them born and raised in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Cameo, before we find out who the mystery reveal, what the mystery reveal is, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit more to our listeners? Sure. Thanks, Chris. So my name is Cameo Anders. I'm a South Dakota native. Um, I live in Sioux Falls. I'm home with four kids, so um, at-home mom, and plus I'm an attorney, so I have a, an attorney practice um, as well, which is always a fun kind of um, combination to, you know, try to explain to people. Um, married to a wonderful husband. Uh, yeah, right now I'm actually doing this from my car, so <laughs> we're going through a, a COVID quarantine. My my daughter's friend, sister's buddy was exposed, and yeah, so I'm... Um, if you hear any weird noises, I'm just disclosing that right okay, now. That's right. And now listen, and we're recording actually. So so folks, you're probably listening to this mid-September or later, but we're recording mid-July. And I'm, I'm getting working a, a couple months ahead. So by this point, all is clear on the quarantine, Cameo. Congratulations on uh, you know that uh, negative on the quarantine, hopefully. <laughs> So. Right. Well, and this will be good for posterity's sake. You know, 20 years down the road, <clears throat> they'll know that we had to do podcasts in really creative ways. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I feel like if I had sound effects, we'd do a drum roll right now, Cameo. Who is this Catholic who we should know? <laughs> okay. So I, I racked my brain and I went to the usual go-tos of, you know, saints and my favorite... Um, 
And I thought, you know, I, I could give those heroic people that stand out in history as really stepping up to the plate. But um, what came to my mind is the everyday heroism that you see all around you. Yep. So I want to talk about, um, you know, I, I don't even, I don't want to talk about this person in particular, but I want to talk about, um, there was a totus to his team that came to our church and just seeing those young people who had the courage to step up and talk about their faith oh. and inspire my kids to want to be like them. Mm. Um, and I, you know, so this one person in particular uh, was sitting at our dinner table and, you know, I just, I think I commented like, what, what a beautiful thing to be able to do to inspire young kids. And then he said something that stuck with me. And he said, well, you guys are an inspiration to us. I love to see families who try to raise their kids in the faith and just face all the struggles of being a Catholic family. So you inspire us to be, to do what we do. And um, so that back and forth, that really giving of yourself and, and, and not even realizing that with that, you're inspiring the person that's giving back to you. Um, so that kind of throws you for a loop, I think, because I don't know if I have one person to talk sure. about. Yep. But, but in particular, that everyday Catholic, when you look around, who's performing heroic acts. Mm, okay. So, so every man, Joe and Jane Catholic, a Catholic that you should know, that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one right next to you. The, the one, yeah, there we go. The one right next to you, a Catholic that you should know. There we go. There we go. That's going to be the title, I think. Um, okay, so let's talk about this person. So, um, obviously, we're not we're not talking about the details of their life, like uh, when they lived and so on, because they've lived throughout the last two thousand years. But what are some of the the notable characteristics, Cameo, of this this person, this Catholic right next to you in the pew, who you should know? Okay, so I'm going to talk in particularly about this one young man okay. who's on the totus to his Okay, team. great. Um, you know, kind of a, a young adult. Um, but the notable characteristics was just a joy and a normalness, um, interacting easily with, you know, my kids, being a person that was cool in the sense of, you know, today's world, they probably don't even use the word cool anymore, but, you know, just, just being, um, someone that my kids had fun with and could relate to, but also being someone that was proud of their faith and had enough knowledge and had, had sought the knowledge to speak about their faith, um, well, and in terms that inspired you know, my own kids to want to learn more. Um, so the characteristics, I think there's joy and there's hope and there's a, a constant seeking of knowledge for more understanding. So and, and actually you gave a whole, cause I was writing some, yeah, you start with joy. They're normal. Um, they <laughs> interact with my kids. The relatable is the word that I kind of wrote down there too. Um, then I wrote down a word that I can't read. Oh yeah. Proud. <laughs> 
This is proud. I thought it was frad. I'm like, Matt, frad. Wait, no. Proud is what my illegible handwriting says. Proud to be Catholic. Uh, desire to, to grow in knowledge, as you just said. Inspiring. And then you and then uh, you mentioned hope at the end. So let's let's if you're OK with it, could we maybe walk through and unpack some of these characteristics? Because I think people I mean, at face value, they'll. I'm sure everybody understood those those words mm-hmm. that you mentioned the night and I just repeated. But I think it'd be, it'd be worth spending a little bit t- of time talking about um, most, if not all of them, if that's okay with you. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. So you started with joy. Um, I guess maybe a couple of questions, and this would probably, would probably apply to all of the, these characteristics. Um, what is it and, and why is it important in the context of this this person next to you, a Catholic that you should know. What is it, and why why is it important? Yeah, I, I think joy is infectious. Mm. Um, I think when you see someone who's not not just happy or you know content, but actually filled with this internal um, bubbling over of of joy. Um, this this virtue that sort of spreads without them even trying to spread it, then it just it it soothes the person next to you. Mm. Um, to, for me to see someone filled with joy is actually soothing to my troubles um, in a way. Um, you know, especially maybe in this this quarantine time where we can't interact with people, and so to just have a visual of someone who is joy-filled, it makes you wonder, like, what is it about that person? It's almost essential to the person instead of just a, a quality that they have today or tomorrow and maybe not the next day. Um, so I, I would say joy, there's something permanent, there's something internal, there's something soothing, and um, there's something where you want to learn more. In, in sort of um, inspires you to inquire more about that person and what the source is. And when that source is, is God, it's a quiet, constant invitation to know God. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, and just to sort of dig, continue to dig more deeply um, with that, there's something about joy too, where it can mysterious. I think, I think mysteriously, it can be present in the midst of suffering. Have, have you, yeah. uh, like me, have you met ever met people who um, are suffering? Maybe they're mourning the loss of a, of, a, of a loved one, and yet in the midst of their grief, in that case, um, but others, maybe others, they're they're, they're sick. Maybe they've got a terminal. Uh, illness. Um, they're, 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 they're physically sick or diseased or whatever it is. And, and yet in, in the midst of a physical pain, like emotional pain with grief, they're still uh, they're, even though they're not superficially happy, they're still joyous. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, I'll just share a story about Jay and I, uh, my husband, Jay. Um, we had a miscarriage uh, a little after three months. And, you know, at that point, you start to really, I mean, at, at every point, but especially, you know, three months and after it, it be, you know, you, your pregnancy becomes, I think, um, uh, 
more permanent or you know more physically yeah visible um and so it was and so this miscarriage was um was extra difficult and and you know for anyone who's gone through a miscarriage there's a grief there that's just overwhelming like a a grief a, a grief at the loss of of life um a grief at the loss of what could have been, what your family would have looked like, um, you know, and then there's there's suffering physically with that sometimes. Um, but there was this joy that came with knowing that we had just placed a soul into heaven. Mm. Um, you know, not on our own power, obviously, but but to have welcomed that soul into our life, into our family, and helped co-create it and and look forward to all that it would bring, like to accept that um, duty as a parent, and then to be able to place that directly in the hands of God, to place that life where it was heading in the first place, but you just missed out on, on the whole journey. You know, the loss of the journey was, there's just so much grief there. But the joy of knowing that that soul is in its end place and with God, it was, for me, it was this overwhelming um, combination of the two. Like, it's hard to imagine that grief and joy go together, um, but they do. And it really brings like a soothing wonderfulness to to the loss of that journey, to the grief. Amen. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for thank you for sharing such a personal story to illustrate exactly this point that that's the 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 Catholic next to you, the Catholic the person next to you, the Catholic that you should know when when they're living their faith deeply, seriously, and intentionally, um, this 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 this, this quality of joy that they have, which can be mysteriously, as you just described from your own personal experience, can be present in the midst of suffering, even the suffering of the grief of of a loss of a child. So thank you, Kemi, for sharing that. If you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to a, a, a great um, episode of Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. Uh, it's great not because of me, but because of my guest. I'm talking with Cameo Anders today, uh, again, about um, the Catholic who is next to you, and that's maybe the Catholic that you should know, sort of this everyman, the Catholic who takes their faith very seriously, and some of the qualities that are common to 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 Catholics who who are really intentional about trying to grow in their faith and share it with others. So, Cameo, um, I'm going to run through again the list of qualities that you mentioned, but this time I, I want you to, to pick the one that we'll talk a little bit more about. So, again, joy, which we just discussed. Um, they're normal. They're interactive with people around them. That is easily to relate to. They're, they're relatable. Um, they're proud of their faith. They seek to grow in knowledge and understanding of their faith. They're inspiring and they're full of hope. What, what else besides joy do you think is, is worth spending a little bit of time talking about what it is and why it matters? Um, so maybe I'll pick hope because I think in, in seeing someone living out their faith and seeing them inspire others, maybe they hope most often, they probably don't know that they're doing this. For example, this person that, you know, this young man that was at our table, he wasn't doing it because he knew he was inspiring. He just did it because that's who he was. Right. Um, and and in seeing that and in interacting with, 
all of those other things, you know, the normalness, the um, ability to interact with the kids, the the constant seeking of knowledge of his faith, um, that brought hope to me to see that in the midst of whatever issue we're looking at today, so, you know, whether it's... Um, whether it's a political issue that hits our whole nation, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's an internal personal struggle, whether it's, you know, finances or sickness or, or whatever it is, there's, there's hope in seeing someone live out their faith and, and be joyful about it and, and seek that knowledge because it, it lets me know that I'm not alone in what I'm trying to do and yeah. that I just have to turn and maybe take two steps or, you know, six feet in today's day. But, um, and, and I'm going to find someone remarkable mm. and I'm going to find someone supportive. Right. Um, and so I, I think there's hope in having that support system that's so so close. And, and so, you know, we have the saints and that's wonderful and they create this, this excellent support system. And so not to dis- dismiss, um, that support system as well, but, you know, the body of Christ is, is tangible and it's right next to us. Um, so hope that would be the one I talk about. Yeah. I, I think there, so, so I, am um, maybe a touch naively optimistic. Um, but that's not the same thing as hope because you can be pessimistic about the state of human affairs and still have hope that it's confidence, not just optimism, but confidence that even if things are going poorly and go and, and even get worse in terms of day-to-day human history, reality, life, that God will accomplish and fulfill his promises to you and to me. Um, again, so I, I'm normally optimistic, but even uh, even those, those, those times when I'm maybe pessimistic, I'm still, or I can still be hopeful. And I think, I think it's also important here to remember that hope is a virtue. So um, we can be optimistic on our own, but hope is a gift that God gives to us. And then we are called to exercise it, to develop it, to grow it, just as we're called to exercise, develop and grow the muscles that he gave to us that we did, we didn't create our muscles. God created them um, uh, in our bodies, but then we're called to exercise them and grow them. Similarly, um, whether we're optimistic or pessimistic, we are called to be hopeful and trust and be confident in God and His promises to us each and all um, that they will be fulfilled, even if um, in the short term or frankly long term, human history doesn't go the way that we want. My life doesn't go the way that I want. God's promises will be fulfilled. And I think I agree, Cammy. I think that's something that is incredibly inspiring. When you see somebody, when things seem to be, or in fact actually are going very badly or poorly in their life, they still have that trust, that confidence in God and his promises. Yeah. So my husband says, um, you know, optimistic, but, but credible. And so, you know, it's good to be that optimistic person who sees the who sees the good in life, who sees the positive side of things, but also to retain that, that credibility of, yes, I'm optimistic, but I also see the reality of, you know, what um, is possible, or I, I recognize, you know, the struggle that happens. Um, 
And, and I think that that's what hope is. It's an optimism, but with credibility. We know that the reality of who we are is that we're heading towards God. We right. know that God is present in, you know, here on earth in each of us and, and that we can turn to each other for strength. And right. yeah, so it, it's not that blind optimism that we just think everything's rosy. And, you know, so it's, it's really for those who struggle as well, or for those even who see the world as pessimists, um, you know, see the struggles in the world, knowing there's, there's hope there, even amidst the struggle. So, yeah, because optimism in that sense, it's, it's focused, it's placed in God and not in myself or, or the, the men and women around me. It's in him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. All right. We've um, desire to grow in knowledge. We, you and I cannot let this one. We can't let this episode go by with without us talking about how uh, this Catholic next to you, the Catholic who you should know, who is living their faith out intentionally, deliberately, and is therefore very attractive. They have a desire to grow in knowledge. Let's talk about that a little bit. What what, what does that mean? And why does it matter? Sure. So when I when I see um, you know a young person who seeks the faith, uh, so I'm going to make a horrible stereotype about young people. Um, just uh, disclosing that up front. You're, you're, you're going to establish right now you're gonna, you're, that you are not a millennial, and you're uh, you're an Xer. You're going to complain about the generation after you. Uh, you know, people say, oh, "Shut up, boom." What, what is, what's the line about boomer? Be quiet, boomer. Whatever it can be, quiet. <laughs> Shut up, Xer. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, Xer. That's all right. Go ahead. Now that we get that out of the way. Well, so, but I'm going to say it's sort of every young person. Um, You know, you go through this age where you grew up under your parents and it was sort of your parents' faith. And then you reach a point where you really need to make your own decision on faith. Is this my faith? And and you could go one of two ways. You could be like, oh, that's my parents' faith. I'm going to take this completely contrary path and seek something other. Or you can, you know, grow on the foundation that you've been given and continue to seek, um, you know, seek the truth in the faith that you have already as a foundation, but now are seeing it in new ways. And and so I think that's a healthy thing, you know, my stereotype against young people. I, I think it's a healthy spot to be in where you you realize, hmm, what is my faith? What does it look mm. like? And so there's there's this searching point that I think happens, and um, it's a good thing. So there's you know I'm I'm not dismissing it as it shouldn't happen, but um, young people I think really have that opportunity to face themselves and and ask themselves what do I believe? And so when I see a young person seeking more knowledge about their faith it to me it tells me that they've they've stopped and they've faced themselves and they've addressed that hard question um what do i believe what is my faith and what is just something that i'm continuing to flow with because i grew up in it or or for whatever reason um so that continuous search for knowledge i think is also like a identifying or a more clarifying of who they are as a person. Mm. Um, and I mean, we all try to understand ourselves if throughout life. I'm, I, I won't tell you how old I am, but I'm probably not in that young stage anymore. And, <laughs> you know, I'm still doing it. 
you laughed, Chris. You just gave away that I'm definitely not in that young. I, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think we all are in that position where we should be continuously searching for what makes us who we are and and who are we. Um, so young people have this beautiful opportunity to really start that process or continue it from their own perspective. Um, yeah. So I, I love seeing a young person delving into, you know, church teaching or seeking advice from older people or just continuing to search for that knowledge. Amen. Amen. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Cameo Anders about a Catholic you should know, and that is quite possibly the person next to you in the pew, uh, the Catholic who live, who's living out their faith with joy, with hope, with a desire to know. They're relatable. They're proud of being Catholic. They're inspiring. They make us want to be more like them. So, Cameo, we've got what? Uh, just about two minutes left. So maybe let's just do sort of a, a little mini, like a bonus, like one of these other characteristics that, that you mentioned. Uh, just give us a couple minutes. I'll, again, it's your turn to pick. If you want to talk about relatable or inspiring or they're proud to be Catholic, uh, what do you want to spend just a couple minutes on? Yeah, I, I think maybe the proud to be Catholic part. Um, you know, if we if we think about our the structure of our, our government, the First Amendment, like the very first, um, prominent position is, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. And so from the founding of our country, the freedom to be religiously who you are was paramount. And I think that that's gotten maybe lost a little bit um, in today's day and age where it seems like maybe, well, I should, I should sort of hide my religion or um, not share with others because it'd be offensive or, or whatever that might be. I think being as proud as we are to be able to freely speak, we should be that proud to be able to freely share uh, who we are spiritually mm. and and not impose and not oppress and not, you know, coerce. I, that's different. But to freely be our spiritual selves, um, our religious selves, to freely throw God into a conversation. Um, I think that there's a courage that takes place with that, um, and it's fun to see in in the young generation. Uh, amen. For, for, it's it's fun for me to see in any generation, to be honest. But I know what you mean, yeah. particularly younger, because folks, uh, many of you may know. I mean, the, the statistics uh, are not in our favor in the sense that increasingly, the the younger the generation, and this goes from the greatest generation, who's who's some of them are still with us, to the 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 boomers, to the Xers, to the millennials, and then iGen coming up as we go through those what four or five generations. Um, more, fewer and fewer of them take uh, their their faith, including those who are Catholic. They take it seriously. So it is beautiful when you see a young person take their faith seriously. Cameo, thanks for uh, the twist in the episode today, and and for talking with us about the person next to you, the Catholic that you should know. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. As always, it was. It- a joy. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> folks, as you, as you, maybe as we, we end this episode, 
Look to that person next to you who's living their faith. Maybe look at yourself and how you can embody these characteristics more fully in your own life. Joy, hope, desire to know, and proud of our faith. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.